We acknowledge that we are on Treaty 6 territory, the gathering grounds of many diverse First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples, whose footsteps have marked this land and whose presence continues to enrich our vibrant community. Hello and welcome back to Research Recasted, the Knowledge Mobilization Podcast. I'm Dylan Cave and I'm here with Brittany Eklund and today our guests are ourselves. Here to interview us and give you some insight into today's conversation and what's next for Research Recasted is our executive producer, Ray Bree. Ray, thanks for joining us. Thanks for asking me to be here and looking forward to this opportunity to have all four of you in the room together talking about this, which is great. Um, just going to pose some questions. I think this is an opportunity to sort of reflect on what we did in the last year and uh, with regards to Research Recasted and get some of your insights and, and thoughts on where things might be going in the future as well. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I just thought to give you a little bit of background. Research Recasted was started just over a year ago. And it was a knowledge mobilization uh, initiative that was uh, started by the Office of Research Services at McEwen in collaboration with the Faculty of Fine Arts and Communications. And it was an opportunity to present McEwen faculty and student researchers um, and have them talk about the uh, initiatives and, and projects that they're doing within our institution. So that gives a little bit of that background, and for the last year and a half approximately, we've been presenting various uh, researchers on their topics and research uh, that they've been uh, working on. I'm just going to pose some questions. Kind of curious, um, do you feel now with your experiences with Research Recasted, uh, to you and uh, to Brittany and Dylan, do you feel that uh, Research Recasted is meeting its objective? Um. I do. I do honestly think as a research mobilization project that it has met those objectives, whether that's on a small scale or a large scale. Um, in the last year and a half, we have grown, um, which is really encouraging, but good things take time. Um, so I'm really hoping that, you know, this podcast continues to grow and as it reaches a wider audience that it does become a more powerful tool for kind of that knowledge translation and, and mobilization. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I I would say that um, the the podcast after our first episode was successful. We did what we came to do. We put knowledge out into the world, and now it, like Brittany said, it's going to take a little bit of time for that knowledge to get absorbed into more demographics. But this podcast is to show people what we're doing at McEwen and why our research is important, and we've accomplished that. Over the last year and a half, we've done approximately 25 episodes. Uh, that's no small feat, actually. That's, that's pretty significant. Um, how do you feel that the Research Recasted podcast has morphed over that period of time? Do you want to start on this one? <laughs> yeah. Um, over time, you know, we're, we're, there's growing pains with anything new when you're trying something out new, when you're hiring students to start something for, for you. There's going to be growing pains. Um, whether it's technology or uh, the content itself. And I find over time we've, we've just evolved uh, in, in very small ways. Each episode that we come out with, we find new ways of doing things. We find uh, each other's ticks. We feed off of each other's energy. And that's, that's, that's all a, a really great learning experience for this podcast and some of the, the great things that I've experienced growing with the podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think just to really expand on on Dylan's point was one of the big ways in which it changed was that we found our flow, not only with each other and kind of how to balance those two personalities and those two points of view, but we also found out how to edit ourselves and not ask too many questions. And it can be really daunting to sometimes not know where the focus of a conversation is. Um, but I think we really learned how to just focus on the big picture stuff and not get too wrapped up in the nitty gritty. Although that's always a very exciting part of meeting someone new and meeting someone who is so interesting. But, you know, you have those conversations before and after when and you're see, out I, there. I love getting into the nitty gritty. That's why that was my role, <laughs> you know, that my unofficial role was just like, all right, let's let's unpack that. Keyword from Brittany Eklund. Unpack it. Let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah, but no, we definitely learned how to how to hit that time slot um, and keep things keep things solid. I'm really proud of where we where we ended up and where we came from. I think it was just a great learning experience, and neither of us had done a podcast before, so really, it's been an incredible journey. I think that's a an interesting point, and in that both of you were students here, um, graduating from either the uh, Bachelor of Communications Studies uh, area or the music area. And so you came into the podcast as students, and uh, I'm sure that that was a, a great learning opportunity as you sort of launch into whatever your career aspirations are for, for either one of you at this point um, in the future years to come. Uh, it's interesting if I think of the morphing of that. It's like we started out by just looking for the right host and, and techno, uh, technology uh, technician host as well to be part of this. And as we move forward, we're hoping to sort of transition this into being part of a coursework or some special project for students so that there's something additional to that. It becomes part of a course material. So um, I, I'm really excited to see that you've seen the development in it and, uh, and that it's been a great experience. Yeah. And I mean, we started as students. We are no longer. Dylan and I have both moved on. And I mean, that's a part of why we're here today is to introduce our new team, um, Megan and Renette. So yeah, Megan, why don't you start and tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself. Megan will be the new host, the new voice, the new on-air personality for Research Recasted. So take it away. Thanks so much, Brittany. Yeah, so I'm Megan Miskiman. I am, like Brittany was, a student in the uh, Bachelor of Communication Studies program here at McEwen. And uh, my co-host slash uh, audio engineer for this podcast is Renette Schaubert who I will allow to introduce herself. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Renette. Um, I'm like Dylan, a music student. I'm in my fourth year this year and really happy to be on this podcast. There's been some really interesting stuff that we've recorded so far, and I, I'm excited to see all the other research that's coming our way in the, the new year. So, you know, incoming, obviously Dylan and I have been working with you guys as part of the transition, but... Well, um, I, I worked a lot with Renette in school, too. Like We, we worked together all the time. Yeah, Megan, yeah. we also had class. Yeah. <laughs> myself as well. Um, but in the context, I mean, you are the new team. And I'm just curious, you know, based on your experiences so far, what are the opportunities that you see going forward for Research Recasted? And where do you want to take it? Yeah, so uh, I know um, for Renette and myself, we... One of the main goals coming into this podcast was uh, we wanted to, I think make that uh, 
make the episodes very, very much like more digestible. Like before this, Dylan and I were just kind of talking about how um, people's attention spans are changing. And so um, the goal in these podcasts now are to, uh, I guess, shorten the time just a little bit, make it a little bit more um, uh, attractive, I guess, to listen to or easier to listen to if it's, if it's not because, because you get really into research. Like that's the thing about research is it is so interesting. It is so fun. There's so much to unpack depending on what the subject is. You could go on for hours and, and oh, we have, trust me, I know. And so, and so it, it happens and it's like, it's hard too, because like oftentimes Renette and I are sitting here and, and she's witnessed me. Like, I just keep going. I keep talking <laughs> to them because I, I really do want to hear more about what they're, what they're, what they want to share. And that's a big um, challenge of the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess I'll pass it over to you, Renette. There, yeah. There's probably challenges that that you you want to mention too. I mean, I was just <laughs> going to go back to the word opportunities. Yeah. Since like starting this, any faculty that I have as a guest speaker in one of my classes, I'm like, oh, that would be really cool in the podcast. Or we just have so much staff that I'm unaware of at McEwen because I'm in my own bubble here at Allard Hall. So being able to even just experience some of the different faculty that we have here has been has been really cool. And I think the opportunities are endless for the people that you can bring on and hear about what they're doing and their research and how it's affecting our society. And yeah, moving forward like that. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where I didn't realize coming into the position that I would be so, um, I would take so much away from it myself. I was really thinking about the listeners and how the listeners can take the most away and, and not considering that, wow, I actually take quite a bit of it away myself too. And mm-hmm. Renette and I will debrief after episodes like, that was so cool. And like, oh, I can't wait to check out that website. And, mm-hmm. and wow, like, why hasn't this person talked more like about this in other avenues? So yeah, it's it's been awesome. We've had so many great guests that have done mind-blowing research. And it's it's amazing to see. Like I did... I, like you said, I had no idea stuff like that was even being done at this institution. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's one of those things too, like, and I know that's one of the points of the podcast. That was one of the th- the reasons that it came to be was to sort of showcase all of the things that McEwen is actually doing and McEwen University is, is part of. So, um, having people come and venture over here from building five and six and sharing their, not just to take their portrait photos. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We have some guests in this upcoming season, actually, uh, uh, that are, that, that I know I've been communicating with, um, who have never been to this building yet. So, um, so that's really exciting for me. I guess um, this is a question to all of the team. Um, now that uh, you've been involved to the to uh, Dylan and Brittany, uh, being involved for over a year, and uh, to both uh, uh, Megan and Renette, now that you've been in it, uh, working on for about the last three months or so, um, what are some of the hurdles that maybe you've seen or that you've encountered along the way? I mean... In the, in the kind of technical, boring background stuff, scheduling is always very tricky, um, especially when you have people with very full schedules. You have people that are teaching, that are doing research, that are doing research on multiple projects at the same time, and you're a student, and you're working, and you're going to classes, and you're... So, yes, scheduling can be a little bit tricky, um, but beyond that, I think, you know, for me personally... Getting over the interview jitters was a big one. Um, I think in the beginning of the podcast, I was scared that I had to be very formal or that, you know, there wasn't any room to laugh or kind of make a silly comment or make a joke. And so I think, you know, as time went on, 
we really learned how to lean into the conversation um, and how to let it just go where it's going to go. Because some, you can't always control a guest. Some guests need to be controlled a little bit. But um, yeah, I think one of those, just the biggest hurdle was learning how to be comfortable in that space and kind of try not too much to fit the conversation in, but to fit into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was basically my my point would be the conversation was like sometimes the biggest hurdle that we we came across. How do we communicate this information that this scholar is 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 spewing out to us and make it digestible for for non-academics and then keeping the conversation a conversation, not a question and answer period. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when you're talking with like a neuroscientist right? and you're like, you need to explain literally every single thing you said to me before I can even start to understand the one sentence. And then I said. start, mm. I start naming parts of the brain and I'm completely <laughs> wrong every single time. Yeah. And he's like, actually, that's not, that's <laughs> not right, Dylan. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> yeah. What have you, I mean, what have you both encountered so far, you know, with, with hurdles? Yeah, I think um, just taking on some of the scheduling because, you know, like we're uh, we're starting to schedule for next season now. Scheduling is a big one. Uh, working with people who have busy schedules and you yourselves as students and and mm-hmm. um, professionals and whatever the hell else we are. Uh, we we also have busy schedules. So just finding time that's um, where you can actually understand the research, understand what, what they're doing enough for you to be able to have a conversation with them. Um, cause it's, it's not just finding time to, to do the podcast, but it's that research and, and understanding what you, you know, you have to have some sort of understanding going into this conversation too. Right. So, um, I don't know, Renette, any, anything else to add on that? No, I'd have to say my experience has been much the same as everyone else has already talked about, but I'm curious, the opposite of, of hurdles, what are some of the, the pleasant surprises that you guys, we'll start with Brittany and Dylan, that you guys have, have uh, witnessed? Some of the pleasant surprises. pleasant surprises. Only good stuff here now. Only yeah, no, good, oh, <laughs> no negativity, Dylan. I, you better pass over me. <laughs> uh, you know what? Honestly, having a, having a, something to look forward to, a conversation and, and things like that, and meeting meeting all of these amazing scholars is awesome. Mm. Uh, I learned so much of, in fields that I had never even thought I would I, I would research. So, mm. if nothing else, what I've gained from from working on this podcast, it's uh, conversation starters with all this useful knowledge that I've gained <laughs> through this podcast. Um, all. I can I can now talk about all of these different episodes that we've worked on, um, and I've talked to to them in lengths with new friends that have gotten my friends interested in the podcast. They're like, "Wow, that's that's really that's a really cool fun fact." Mm-hmm. I was like, "If you want to actually learn about it, listen to this person <laughs> who actually knows about it." <laughs> but the, those are the some of the fun things that I I think I liked about the podcast. Yeah, I have to agree with Dylan. It's definitely made me more interesting at cocktail parties. <laughs> <laughs> um, being able to, you know, if someone mentions something and because we've carried like, or because we've had on so many researchers from so many different faculties, really, wherever the conversation is, you can fit in and be like, oh, you know what? That actually reminds me of this. Or did you know this? So, and that's why I like the podcast for not being a, like a specific lane of research. 
It's like, this is a science research podcast. No, 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 no. You're, you can come here and start learning the surface of a lot of different subjects and being a great uh, guest at parties. Yeah, great party <laughs> guest. Um, but also I think one of those big pleasant surprises has been the growth that happened within the podcast, um, mm -hmm. especially as an interviewer. As a journalist, it's a really important skill to have. Um, and starting my first professional job, I felt like I had a lot more confidence to go into those interviews because I've been doing this for a year and a half. And mm -hmm. those skills, um, I have noticed a big difference that they've made and just the amount of confidence that I have now to go in, get on a mic, get on, well, maybe not camera. We won't go that far. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's confidence. And I feel like I know what I'm doing now. So that's, that's been a really pleasant surprise is that like, mm -hmm. this wasn't just a job. It wasn't just a side project. Like this was a real tangible skill building experience. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome to hear that. Um, so did you guys have research interests prior to being involved in research, research recasted? I'm going to have to <laughs> practice that one a little bit. <laughs> well, in any undergraduate degree, you do some basic forms of research in your program. So I did have a few um, areas of research that interest me, obviously mm -hmm. very music related. Right. Um, towards the end of my academic career in my, for my undergraduate degree, we did uh, a lot of immersive audio research. Mm. Um, that was like what I was super interested in. Um, so I just dove right into that. I ended up getting a, a student uh, grant for for my research doing that, which uh, there is an episode, I think, still out there somewhere where I talk a little bit more about my research. Oh, awesome. Um, so, yeah, I was I was really into that. And then before that, I was actually more into like a lot of the, the a lot of the topics that I would write about were more musicology related. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed uh, diving into um, meaning and content mm -hmm. and and analyzing music to find meaning. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, if that makes any sense. So so um, you could talk about uh, analyzing song lyrics and things like that. So the research in that that sense of researching music was very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And Brittany, I don't know what you want to... Uh, I always hated research in school, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I never liked research courses. I didn't like the structure of them and the tables and the graphs and like, yuck. Um, however, that being said, research is such an important part of being a journalist. It just looks a little bit different. Um, and through this work, you know, I have really learned to read research, which mm. has been an important part because like Megan said, like so much of the pre-interview goes into understanding what their research is about. So you can ask good questions. Um, so yeah, not really interested in doing research ever, but I read a lot of it. Um, but to your point, Brittany, like because we were in the same program, but we had different majors. So my major is communications, and yours was journalism. Mm -hmm. So like you said, it you know you 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 ticked something in my brain there when you said that because you you research heavily as a journalist. You do. It looks a lot different. It looks a little bit more maybe like sleuthing to some people, but mm -hmm. it's not. It's it is research. Yeah. And my communications side, we we tend to do a lot more of it in in our more focused courses and. For myself, like I've always been interested in anything to do with environmentalism, sustainability. I did a lot of my um, uh, for my the we take two research courses in uh, in Procom that we have to take that are mandatory, um, which like yourself, I was not excited about. And once I got into them, I was like, oh, my gosh, 
you know, th that's the thing about research is it all starts with a question. It all starts with a question. And so that's another thing I love about the, the podcast is, um, you know, research is, it just goes to show that not everybody's made the same. You know, you, there's this whole uh, attitude of, you know, we're all just drones and we're all just moving through life. But then there's these people who they ask questions and they have a general interest in, in things that most people might not even consider. And then it, it actually sparks other people's interest mm -hmm. and makes other people ask different questions. And, and that produces even further research. So, you know, whether or not I had an interest in research going into this, whether it was minimal or not now I'm like, Oh, my brain is just firing at like a hundred synapses per second. <laughs> like I guess that actually seems kind of slow. I should say like a million synapses <laughs> per second. We'll get a neuroscientist <laughs> in here and you can ask that. Somebody what if, fact check that for me. <laughs> what about yourself, Renette? Are you a big research junkie? I mean, I love reading. And I love hearing about the research, but I'm not sure that I necessarily was that interested in doing research myself at this point, but I'm also still in school. And I feel like the research that I have been doing is, is really based in my classes. But um, I did have a question for you guys, uh, since you're out of school and you're getting into your careers or already in your careers, has the interviews influenced that moving forward at all? I mean, yeah, huge for me. Um, just again, mm -hmm. going into a newsroom, um, not only have I had a chance to master the art of the conversation, which is pretty much my whole job, um, but it's helped me build contacts, um, know where I can go to find a story, know who I can reach out to. Um, you know, the people that you connect with, you've built a relationship, you've had a conversation. So then you can reach out and be like, hey, you know, you mentioned this study. Have the results mm. of that come out yet? Because I'd love to cover it or like, don't email anyone else before you email me. I want mm -hmm. the scoop. So building contacts um, and relationships is another key part of what I do. And so this has been a great space to to start cultivating some of those little mm -hmm. researchy ones. <laughs> and I mean, for me like Megan said, research kind of looks a little bit differently to some, to some people. And for me, uh, after, so, so my academic research is vastly dim different than the research that I would do for my career. Mm -hmm. So for my career, it's important that I'm a well-versed technician. I'm a technician in the live music industry. Um, so my research that I do on a daily basis is I have to go find new gear new new technology that's going to aid me to solve problems on my job um, which is uh, something that my research in school helped me do um, when i was researching immersive audio i had to research every single thing about it the technology side about it the physics everything um, so when it comes to solving problems in the real world now i have all these tools that i did from my research that helped me in my career um, maybe not specifically immersive audio, but if a client or a customer comes to me and says, we're thinking about doing this wild performance, how can we do this? Now me as a technical director can help them uh, by researching all the different avenues that we can, we can use to make the show happen. And that's kind of uh, mm -hmm. what, how, I would deal, how I deal with research in my career right. now. Oh, it's awesome. And like I said, for myself, I haven't really thought that much about how it's going to affect my career moving forward, but I'm very excited to continue learning about all the research coming in and maybe it will affect me as I come across an episode that will influence my future, 
future career. As well, I, I found it was more passive than anything. Mm. Like you, all the stuff you're slowly building up, you're building a foundation of knowledge. And then it's something that just kind of you take with you and you just have. Mm -hmm. It's not like something that you actively necessarily have to keep uh, keep at. Yeah, definitely. It's like all this stuff kind of builds to, to in our industry anyway, it mm -hmm. seems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it becomes more a, a natural skill that yeah. you, you don't even have to think about anymore. You're just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this thing, I, I, I'll just, you know, research it a little bit. And then you realize, wow, I just used my research skills to, <laughs> to find a better piece of equipment for myself, yeah. right? So yeah, it, it does spread way wider than we even anticipated it would. I'm going to jump back in here. It's interesting. I've now had the opportunity to listen to all of the episodes and I, I've actually found it fascinating to, to sort of go through the process or understand the process that people go about with their research from the, from the point of what you said, the question or the problem to the process, to the analysis, and then to the ultimate dissemination of that information in, in whatever way they do. And what I found fascinating is the fact that there are different approaches. And I think that that's a really important thing that this, uh, that this podcast does is it allows an opportunity and it, it, and it, sh and it actually doesn't differentiate by those people who do, let's say, a traditional type of research uh, uh, methodology to something that may be a little bit more land-based, for instance, or more an artistic scholarly activity or creative activity. So it, it really does provide an opportunity for people to disseminate and, and mobilize that knowledge that they've gained through that to an audience. I find it very interesting for me is just to sit back and listen uh, to those conversations. And I find myself sort of scrolling back on some of the conversations saying, uh, where did that come from? What was it? What, what, what did I miss there? Stop the car, scroll back and listen to it again to, to sort of uh, cue in a little bit more. And rolling back a little bit on one of the things that, uh, that I found in talking to some of the researchers who have come on to this podcast uh, to present their, their research is that they talked about how sometimes they felt really uncomfortable being on the microphone <laughs> and that it's something that they don't do. Yet these are people who stand up in front of a classroom all the time, yet they found it very and challenging. And defend their articles yeah, like in front of a conference. They've too. done it. But, <laughs> but what they said was interesting is now all of a sudden, what are the really important points that are the takeaways when it comes down to a 45 to a 60-minute podcast? And um, they did find that to be a really challenging thing, but really uh, energizing in terms of their own research and, and how they thought about it. So uh, that's a really important thing to sort of take away. And to all of those, all of you around this table right now, is that all of the researchers have commented about how comfortable you have made them feel in the conversation. And I think that's a really important thing, because if we don't have hosts and co-hosts making those guests feel comfortable it really challenges the communication and the conversation after that well and that's something huge that we are is almost part of our program in the recording program here is when you're recording with people like you they, they have to be comfortable with you you have to yeah. you have to make people uh, not make them make them comfortable with you but you have to bring a certain aspect to the recording session that that makes people want to open up to you, um, whether it's with their music or with their words. Um, so that's, I think that's a huge thing. 
Yeah, Dylan, just just to pop in there for for Brittany and myself, because that makes so much sense for Renette and yourself. Uh, for Brittany and myself, it's the same thing. Like for journalists, you people have to be comfortable sharing information with you. You if, have to if break you down their walls. If you don't have trust, mm. you are not going to. And the thing is, like, you're accountable to maintain that trust too, right? Yeah. And and for for comms folks too, it's the same thing. And it's it's one thing I noticed. Um, uh, you know in this podcast sort of environment, it is, is the permeance, uh, of, of, or sorry, the, the permanence, the permanency of, of a podcast, right. Is people speaking at, at a conference or speaking in a classroom, maybe because they're not being recorded, they're, they're more comfortable with, with what's being said. And the fact that, that everything they say here is going to be so lasting, um, that's like the impression that listeners are going to have on them. And so they, they really, really want to make sure it's, it's a good one. It's, 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 it stands out. Right. So, well, and there's not often at a conference, uh, I believe like it's not a back and forth conversation. Mm -hmm. You present your research, you get feedback on it. You're just, you're just, <laughs> I think uh, that's cut and dry. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're the only action there. No one's questioning you. And, <laughs> and, yeah. And you're the authority figure in yeah. that sense. But here, I think the hard challenging part for the researchers would be disseminating to an audience that isn't used to listening to the subject matter, the subject matter. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the, I think a huge difference between a conference and a podcast dissemination style. Absolutely. I found a lot of people were worried um, that they would say um too much or that they would <laughs> have a pause or that they would mistake a word and would say, Oh, okay, we'll just edit that out. And at the end of the day, a lot of times we chose not to do that because conversations are human. And if you have ever listened to yourself or tried to transcribe a conversation that you have had, there are a lot of ums and false starts and things like that, where you just start a new sentence in the middle of another one, but that's what makes it human and approachable. And it just, it's easier to listen to. It's easy on the ears. I found I want to keep my eye on the time. Of course, uh, we're, we've worked really hard to uh, keep our podcasts down to this 45 minute to Listen, 60 minute. Listen, I will not be cut short after the amount of time I put in. No, I'm Okay, kidding. the floor is yours again, Dylan. Oh, I actually don't have anything else. I Darn it. Anyways, I'm, my last question is actually to all of you. Um, and, and I have to bring this back home to where I work. And I, I love McCune. I've been part of the McCune community for 40 years, uh, just just over 40 years. Congratulations, Yeah, Ray. it's a long time. <laughs> and it's, it's the, the color of my hair certainly shows that, that period You've of added time. some amazing things to this institution, well, so thank you for your thanks service. Thanks very much, yeah. Um, but I guess I bring it back to McEwen. I, I do feel there's an advantage. There is a McEwen advantage to me, which is very clear, and, and that's why I've stayed here as a faculty member and been a part of uh, the music community here and now the research community as well. Um, I, I'm curious, what do you see uh, to all of you as the McEwen advantage? Um, I, what, is the, what is the advantage that research recasted? What is the advantage of research at McEwen that maybe makes it unique and different from, let's say, other institutions uh, and post-secondaries? I mean, that's a really big question, one that I still don't fully know the answer to. Um, but something that has jumped out to me throughout my experience on Research Recasted is that McEwen is a smaller university. There's less distance between students mm. and professors and the professors are doing the research and they're learning from their research as they do it. And they're passing that knowledge on to students in real time. 
and not only that, but like involving them in the work. So I feel that that is, it's a really good opportunity here to just be hands-on and be able to learn in real time through the research process. Um, and you know why McEwen is, is situated to do a podcast like Research Recasted? Honestly, because we're doing it and that's it. Um, we're kind of walking the walk and talking the talk. And it's really exciting that a podcast like this is being looked at as something that can become a teaching tool as well. Um, and I think it's a fantastic idea. I wish that this had been around earlier in my academic career because it really, really is a great opportunity for students and researchers. So that is my long, short answer. Well, and I think, Brittany, just to jump in there too, um, you know, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for McEwen because McEwen has so much, so much to, uh, to share and so much to say and McEwen researchers and McEwen staff, McEwen students, there's, there's a lot here. And so this podcast, I think has been just a valuable, a valuable outlet for those people to sort of get out, not only what they're researching and what, what interests them, but, but just to showcase exactly all the stuff or at least some of it, cause we can't showcase all of it, but but just show outsiders and and maybe insiders who don't have as as much of a a grasp on what's going on just what is going on here, um, you know, and and that the importance of uh, what sets us apart as an undergraduate uh, university um, and engaging in undergraduate research it it looks it looks a little different than than you know a PhD and and master's routes and um, not that it's it's lesser than or more than or anything. It's just different and it's interesting. And, and that comes along with, with just McEwen. McEwen's always sort of been different. It's been sort of a different school. It's been the one you go to when you're that weird artsy kid. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if you'll fit in at the U try McEwen. Like, <laughs> but also it's been a, a really wonderful place for academics to sort of showcase their, their projects. And so that's one thing I, I think I'm really looking forward to with the podcast is it's, it's a wonderful outlet for just to showcase how unique and wonderful McEwen is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely echo both of those sentiments. Um, and I think that our youth is, is something that gives us an advantage as well in, in the university world is that we, there is no way that we need to, that we need to move forwards. We can kind of move forwards in a way that, that works for us. And I think it's easier to bring about change when you are younger as university, rather than to try to change things that have been set in stone for so, so long. But that's my thoughts on that. For sure. Well, I've never I've never attended another university, so I I can't really speak to to the difference between this university and the next. But uh, I can give you a few few points on why I I believe uh, I I would consider my my academic career here a success. Um, and it was the reason one of the huge reasons why I decided to come to this university um, was the investment that they made into and and the. The, the investment that our community made into um, developing this arts building. Um, I think that was, uh, it showed showed me very clearly what McEwen was invested in um, and the technology that we have here at this institution, um, which is is everything about my life is tech. It's, it's, it's I absolutely love technology. So I, I guess it's it's my cue now to uh, take over for uh, for Brittany in this this God outro. Speed. God <laughs> speed to you both. 
Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much to Brittany and Dylan for a wonderful first season of Research Recasted. If you look forward to following us through a new season of Research Recasted, you can follow us on your favorite podcast platform for new episodes. And also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Research Recasted. Research Recasted is now hosted and produced by, well, us, Megan Miskiman and Renette Schaubert. Music is by Dylan Cave, but sound design and editing are by Renette Schaubert, with research, copy editing, and scripting by Megan Miskiman. Our executive producer is Ray Barry.